why did you get rid of the super cool intro videos? Yeah, the po- the old school policy trailer is is amazing. It's on YouTube. Look do, it up. Do, do, Marcus do, policy do, trailer. Do, 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 do. Dun, 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 yeah. dun. <laughs> I miss those. Yeah, they were. It was so. No, it's I so did the wrong one. I did the wrong one. No, no, everyone, no, 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 no. This how does it go? Um, no, you did the right. You did the right song. No, 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 The wrong one is. Do, 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 oh, do, no, you're right. Do, All right. Do, 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 do. That's the right one. That's the right one. Welcome to Idiot Block, a comedic podcast critiquing, discussing, and analyzing the media industry through reviews, debates, and historical deep dives. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to the episode of Idiot Plot. I'm David Giannis. Joining me today are my co-host, Alex Ovidal. I really wish we could do the Marcus Policy trailer for this one. I really wish we could do it, too. How, how, how about you, Justin? What do you think? Let's all go to the movies. Let's <laughs> all go to the movies. Yeah. And, we're, and, we're, and we're all doing with your talk, because that's our topic today. We're talking about all things movie theaters, their reopening, um, the box office is getting really good now, so we're going to talk about our thoughts on the on the state of theaters, the future of theaters, and maybe some of our theater memories. But before that, we're going to do our opening segment like always. Uh, this time, we're going to do what we, what we watched again because there's really been no news that happened in this past week. So, Alex, why don't you start us off? What'd you watch? Well, I watched a, a 1940s film called The Life and Death of Colonel Blimp, which is going to get one of two responses. You're either going to go, what the fuck are you talking about? Or you're going to say, oh, yeah, that movie's amazing. Because it's it's one of those that uh, took a while to get its reputation, but everybody who's seen it loves it. It's about uh, World War II Colonel, kind of an old guy who looks like a bit of like a, you know, a stickler, like a buffoon type character. And kind of gets one-upped by a young officer in an exercise, and but who who goes after him because he's old and outdated? But it flashes back and shows his life and that he was also young once. And you know, it's about life and aging and virtue principles, those kind of things. So it's, I mean, it's a fantastic film, very reflective, very powerful, also very fun. Like it's got a very free spirit kind of to it. So it's on HBO max. I uh, would highly, highly recommend it. It's also got a criterion. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the it's max incredible. Like, copy, is the max copy the criterion release? Yes. It looks amazing. Cause it, it's from the time, uh, this, uh, director, writer pair, Michael Powell, Emmerich Pressburger, they did a number of technicolor films and, you know, there weren't that many films in color at the time. And like, it looks amazing. Like, the visuals are incredible. It looks like it was made, like, 30, 40 years later. It's interesting. I looked it up. It was made before the war was finished. Does that have anything to do... Like, does that reflect on yeah. the movie at all? Yeah, well, it almost does, because Winston Churchill tried to get it banned because he thought Colonel Blimp was supposed to be him. <laughs> and <laughs> And it's based on, like, a satirical comic strip that, like, makes fun of this stereotypical British officer, but it takes that and goes like in a different direction. Like, well, actually this person used to be young and this is how he got here. And this is what he's really like underneath. So, but because of that resistance early on, it did take a while for it 
to get the reputation they were a, a famous writer director pair but this one didn't become popular until like an 80s re-release when it got appreciated for being amazing is it like an action movie is it like a a comedy what what, what kind of movie is this um it's a bit like an epic i wouldn't say it has the scale but like that kind of storytelling it's very it's a very personal one uh it has some war scenes but it's mostly like about his life and about this friendship he forms and the conflicts that come into that because he he befriends in like the early 1900s uh a british officer i'm not british a german officer which um considering the two world wars becomes quite interesting so yeah i can't recommend it enough i mean i was completely blown away this is like a legit classic this is another three hour one no it's two (laughs) hours and 40 minutes that's close enough (laughs) close yeah it is oh yeah i mean how long are credits I'm assuming it also has credits at the beginning, so well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the beginning because it's the '40s. So, so yeah, so it's like yeah, it's like three minutes of credits at the start. I so it's probably like, like only two and a half hours. Right. It's got these nice storybook credits at the open, which are kind of nice. But yeah, you could in theory skip them. Yeah, I like the credits at the beginning when they when they do it in creative ways. Yeah. yeah. So this we're, is we're like, just... yeah, this is looks like a storybook and like because okay. it's like a, a whole life story kind of thing. Okay, Justin, how about you? What'd you watch? I watched the last movie I saw in theaters, and that'd be the 2020 Christopher Nolan Tenet. Uh, I came across this on HBO, and I was like, I haven't seen it since theater. I said, I have to rewatch this movie, because with all Nolan movies, the second time around, you always catch more, and you always kind of, I always seem to like his movies better the second time around. But basically, mm-hmm. it's um, uh, John David Washington as the protagonist, as he's trying to uncover, um, he's trying to uncover all these bullets and other things that are radiated differently. That they actually move backwards in time, not forwards in time, and it leads to finding evil guy who's actually planning on destroying the world. I love how you say evil guy because I don't remember his name either. Uh, I know he's Kenneth Russian. I know he's Russian. That's about it. Like Russian yeah. Kenneth Branagh arms dealer who also is a Bond villain. He's so good though. It's he not, chews up the scenery and yeah, he 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 was. I, I thought he gave a good performance. He was fun, but he's a much better actor than he is director. But he's forced to direct now. a lot of stuff. <laughs> but I mean, this movie it's is hard great. To he used to be a good director. You got. Uh, Robert Pattinson in here, kind of. After this is the first thing I've kind of seen him in, other than Twilight. So it was actually kind of good to see him in something other than that because I, for I think after seeing this movie, I'm like, yeah, he can pull off the Batman role. Forever, how long? He's a good actor. Yeah, I know, but he was amazing. I've always I always hear that. I just I haven't seen a lot of his stuff. Yeah, he's a really good actor, and if you don't think he is, it's because you haven't seen him in anything other than Twilight. And let's be yeah. honest, Twilight's shit. Yeah, Twilight, Twilight, Twilight's shit. No one he's can make shit in it. <laughs> like, like it's it's not a good movie, but he's really good in this. Now, important question, because I have not seen Tenet since, since theaters. Um, where It was safe to do so. It was safe for me to see it in theaters, like, people... They were if open. We could go. That. 
Yeah, yeah, it was it was safe at that time. Um, how was the sound design? That was my question. As that well. is still <laughs> the most irritating thing about Christopher okay. Nolan movies. Ever since what was it like Inception? Ever since then, he's done all this weird sound design. And it's just it. I get what he's going for, but it irritates the hell out of you. Well, especially well, especially when the characters Alex, are talking and yeah, you want to hear what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, my you question was like, it, was it better? Because I saw I saw it in IMAX, which it was. I feel like it was very clearly mixed for because I could actually like hear. Oh, what it was mixed for IMAX because because Dunkirk yeah. was the same way. Everyone complained about not being able to hear Dunkirk super well. I saw Dunkirk in IMAX and I had no issues. I feel like Dun- Dunkirk is the one where like that approach was perfect for that movie because what they're saying like basically doesn't matter at all. Yeah, <laughs> well, he, no, he also but, like, like he started on? it with in uh, Interstellar. Oh yeah, for sure. You could you couldn't hear anything in that movie. But 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 it's strange because if you see an IMAX, you can hear it perfectly. Yeah. And, I don't, and, I, and, I, and honestly, it goes all the way back to probably Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, because no one could understand what Bane was saying. <laughs> so they, in the test, they in the test audience, all of Bane's voice. Yeah. Because because and, and even then there has has the issue where where the music in that movie is deafening. See, I have not, not seen. Not as Tenet. Tenet is fucking. Too much. I haven't seen any of these in IBAX, so I I can't comment on it. But if you say it sounds better, then I mean, I guess my problem is there's not enough IMAX theaters around to yeah for me to justify him yeah. to continue to do this. I mean, I get it. You're using the best right, technology and, and everything, but it's like some areas don't have these theaters where you can actually see it how you want it to be seen. Right, you IMAX, got, you've got to make like a IMAX. different mix or so, or something. Like you've got you've got to like. Yeah. know that because I mean it's not a problem for for other films right I mean he's like the IMAX guy but like you know nobody there's no other films like it come you know you go see Mission Impossible in IMAX like you're not going to complain about the sound because it's not a problem yeah, yeah that, that that's the big thing is he's making his movies for IMAX but he's not making comparable versions that yeah. like like he like he made a mix for Tenet which was specifically designed for a, a a format that, like Justin has pointed out, is only available in select areas. And honestly, as the IMAX movies get 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 exp- start to expand, they're almost becoming harder to find. Um, a lot of the a lot of the ones that, that are owned and operated by the IMAX IMAX company have been closing up, and now all you get are the ones that. AMC opens in an AMC theater, and the results on that are really mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, having mm-hmm. ha- having been in one of, one of those for Endgame, it was not a good experience. It wasn't really IMAX. It was, yeah. It was it was it was it was honestly upsetting. Because it um, honestly, I think they're going all in on Dolby Atmos. Oh, they are. Most so like m- 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 most companies are switching from IMAX to Dolby, but not Nolan. Right, because he wants to shoot in that seven, that seventy mil IMAX. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he wants to well, shoot it. Well, on a good film. example. Well, a good example of this: Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame were both filmed entirely on IMAX format, and they look fine not on IMAX, and they sound fine not on IMAX. Where no one does the same thing yet has all these problems every time. Mm-hmm. But but I do like but like the movie though. I don't think it's his best work. I, I think it's almost. <clears throat> I think it's almost too self-indulgent. Yeah, 
I after rewatching it, it probably be either around five or six, I believe. Yeah, I th- I think that I think it's probably his weakest. Like I love I. I think all of his movies are great. Like I haven't seen one I haven't really enjoyed, but I that's yeah. probably the weakest, but I still had a great time watching it. But just the, I, I give him a lot of credit for the stuff he tries, the big, big brain ideas mm-hmm. he comes up with. I mean, having you fight yourself without realizing you're fighting yourself while also one of you is that going was, backwards. Cool. It's like the reveal of that. You're like, and then, just the fact that he weaves this entire story, you get to one point, you go backwards, and you're basically going to all the same locations. Yes, yeah, the direction is that. amazing. Um, I think the big question with Tenet is, had the movie been released not in a pandemic, what would the response have been? I, I think that's a really big what if. I, I think... It would have made more money, certainly. I think uh, a lot of the complaints, like the sound stuff and some of the plot stuff, would have stayed. So I think it still would have been like similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree. It kind of be similar. I mean, maybe the scores would like be a little. I think the scores would be a little higher on some people, considering they were. If you read some reviews, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, really good, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, but it made me go to the theaters, and everyone gives it a knock for that. And it's like, I think you're giving a knock unjustified. People were overly critical, I think, of times of Warner's decision. I mean, I mean, they're, 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 they're docking the movie for something that wasn't the movie's fault. And, and that wasn't okay. But I think a lot of the, a lot of the criticisms, I think, were justified. Um, yeah, the sound design. I, th- I think there's also been like the the combo of like this probably being his weakest, although I I still liked it a lot. But there's also been a trend of the last couple of movies of it's now cool to not like Nolan. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm you're no, I... to get that slow backlash, and then you get one that they can finally like really have some holes with and then everybody kind of just jumped on well i remember seeing one thing where someone's like oh i can't believe people are giving dolan credit for this movie is zach snyder did something like this like if zach snyder did something like this it'd be his best movie of his career it's like what movie did snyder do that that was like this i don't know they're saying like the justice league is or something well they're like trying to debate like nolan's story is so stupid if some other director did this, they'd be laughed out of the room. It's just like, yeah, but um, no, it's not stupid. But also, it's like it's, no, it's almost too smart. Yeah, but yeah. also Nolan's movies are at least well acted and fun. Like the other ones don't, and they look great. Other movies, mm-hmm. like something like this, would be horrible, t- cheesy dialogue, bad action, shaky cam, quick edits. Gerard CG Butler everywhere. Yeah, you're yeah, Butler in there. I mean, yeah, and it just, just uh, the practical stunts are still amazing. Well, yeah, and the practical, like, and him that whole battle at the end where it's like you're seeing people blow up a wall, rebuild itself, and then get blown up again. It's like that is f- phenomenal. It's not. It's a marvel of direction that a lesser director would would make into a cheap Netflix movie starring Mark Wahlberg or Gerard Butler. That just is very basic time travel, whereas this really tries to get into the science of time travel, mm-hmm. and and that and it's, and it's really fun as hell. I do agree with you though, Even though it, Alex. It seems to be the cool thing to hate on uh, 
Christopher Nolan now for some reason. It's just like it has been since Dark Knight Rises. I've noticed. Yeah, I think that's when it started, and then it kind of like stabilized. Like even Interstellar got a lot of shit at first, but now people really love that one. And then Dunkirk, it was kind of stable, but like they were waiting for one to really like. Because those are like really good. It's hard to deny that they're good. Yeah. <laughs> and with Nolan movies, I mean, I always say I'm like you have to watch a Nolan movie movie twice because first time you'll be like trying to comprehend all the stuff, but the second time you're you pretty much understand it. You'll actually enjoy it a lot more. However, I do think Nolan does sometimes ask too much of his audiences by almost demanding, hey, you want to see this movie the right way? You want to hear the dialogue? Travel two hours to your nearest metropolitan area to watch it in IMAX. I think I that do. is almost asking too much of people at some at some point in time. Yes, I do agree mm-hmm. with that. He he needs to work on that. But I will say, though, you, you did give a good segue there, Justin, because my What We Watched pick is a Zack Snyder movie. It's his most recent one on Netflix, Army of the Dead. Um, which is getting lots of critical praise. People kind of return to form for him. Um, I, however, yeah, this movie's not not that great. Like, it's hard for me to like try and put it softly. I don't get why people are in love with this movie. I don't understand it. Um, I want it's like to watch it. It's become cool to like Snyder for some reason. Yeah, well, it's, it's, and you it's got the Snyder, the- you got the Snyder boys too. So I'm basically. Mm. But even like critics now, critics are like praising Snyder when five years ago they, they, they were mocking him and all pro Joss Whedon for the exact same things. He's, yeah. he hasn't changed at all. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, for doing the same shit he's doing now. And, and Army of the Dead, it's not people who say it's it's not very Snyder are kind of wrong. If you say that, it's because. You need to, I think, study him a little bit more closely because this has the slow motion. This has the cheesy dialogue. It, 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 it has the wrong use of tone. Like, this movie was marketed and should be a really fun, not necessarily lighthearted, but at least kind of tongue-in-cheek knows what it is fun time. I mean, you have zombies attacking Vegas. That's the plot of the movie. There's, there's a zombie outbreak in Vegas caused by the government. And then Dave Batista leads a crew of mercenaries in to steal a bunch of money from this hotel. So it's like a zombie heist movie. Interesting concept. Fun concept. They're in, they're in, they're in Vegas. Lots of areas in Vegas for cool action set pieces, um, for, 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 for cool gags, for awesome zombie kills. It, it sounds like it should be, be, be a fun time. There's a freaking zombie tiger in there. The, the zombies have their own society. There's some interesting shit. But Zack Snyder has to Zack Snyder all over it. And what we get is this super sad, drab, melodramatic, over-the-top, emotional, in quotations, because it's really just attempts to be emotional, movie that sucks whatever fun could have been had out of it almost immediately. The movie is just, it's so sad. It's so just like, takes itself way too fucking seriously. When, it, a, when it should be. I mean, it's Dave Batista fighting zombies in Vegas. 
That's another this staple of Zack Snyder is basically what should be fun, I'm going to turn into an emotional, depressing movie. Yeah, exactly. And, and this should not be depressing at all. But also, it looks horrible. This movie looks terrible. It's like he shot this on an iPhone. It does not look good. Like the cinematography is terrible. Cheap. This is some of the worst examples of cheap digital I've ever seen. Like, like, like we talk about cheap digital on here a lot. You know, with the with the bright colors for lighting to make up for the fact that the shot doesn't look that great. This shoots like a desert with like no color correction on crappy like red basic red cameras. It it looks like a student film. Um, and it's still somehow. Like two and a half hours long, <laughs> and, and literally only about thirty minutes of that is actual action. Like the last thirty minutes of it is like the actual action of the movie, and and the action I will say when it gets good, it is really good, but it's rarely that good because there's really any action in it. Um, the other big thing, and this is something that he's been praised for, which I don't un- understand. Um, so there's a character in the movie who's supposed to be played by Chris D'Elia. But he had some pretty awful accusations against him, so they replaced him with Tig Notaro. But instead of reshooting large parts of the movie, they CGI'd Tig Notaro into, the, into already shot pieces of the movie. She only actually filmed scenes with one actress, even though she, she's in shots with, with, with multiple different people. And she never looks right. <laughs> like, it never looks good. It looks like she was photoshopped in there. And not only that, because of this, she has to almost like imitate Crystalia's performance, which means her performance is horrible. And I see tons of reviews saying that she's the best part of the movie, and she's not. She's bad. She's really bad. Or is the rest of the movie just that bad? <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a fair point. I mean, this is a movie. I gave it a three initially. I'm probably going to lower that. I wanted to enjoy. I wanted to have a have a fun time. I don't get the praise. There, there's one moment in the film that is the most Zack Snyder thing I've ever seen. I'm gonna spoil this movie, so skip ahead like 30 seconds. I don't want this movie spoiled for you. You haven't seen it. There, there is a scene where this zombie woman gets like gets like killed with the ones in trailer gets killed and, 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 and like the alpha zombie sees her body and rips open her stomach to reveal a, a zombie fetus so in this world the zombies can conceive other zombies it's the most Zack Snyder thing I've ever heard of fucking ridiculous it, I was laughing I was, I was crying I was laughing so hard this movie is ridiculous. Not only that, we're somehow... We're somehow already getting a prequel movie to this. Army of Thieves coming out this year in an anime prequel show that's going to tie into the eventual sequel. How'd this dude get so much power randomly? I don't know. They keep betting big on him. I don't get it. Okay. I, I, I don't get how he's become this critical darling and become this amazing director when he's literally changed nothing. I can't yeah, believe it's two and a half hour movie. Shit we all complain about. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's not evolved at all. And this is like, th- this is a Snyder movie. This is not him trying something new that, that, that people are trying to, to, to kind of 
spin it as. I think a really good example to show kind of why this movie is meh in a lot of ways. So Jeff, Jeff Pritzel, who was on the show for a Snyder Cut episode, um, big, big Snyder fan of our friend group, loves all of his movies, defends him whenever we go after him. (laughs) Even he was like, yeah, this movie's not that great. Yeah, but and, yeah, again, they just give Snyder bonus points for being Snyder. It's like, but but a director got to do what he wanted, so it's good. Yeah, yeah. The, the, this movie, if you're a Snyder fan, anything I tell you, you're, you're going to watch it anyway. Enjoy but, it. But if you're not, and you're kind of on the fence, don't watch them. Don't watch it. It's not worth it. The, there are better movies for that length. Like, like that's the problem. Yeah, I know, it's not like, worth two and a half hours. If it was 90 yeah, minutes. People complain movie, about yeah, sure. watching a long, a long classic movie, and then we'll spend like over two and a half hours watching some random movie. So yeah, like that's my thoughts on Army of the Dead. I doubt you two are going to watch it. I heard it's a thing. Maybe if I'm drunk enough, I would take the bullet. No more Snyder. So with that, we'll move on to our main topic of the day, which is movie theaters. We're just going to actually talk about our thoughts on on the state of movie theaters, the past, the present, the future, maybe some stories about our movie theater experiences. There's lots to talk about with this. So I'll get started. Do you guys remember what was your first movie in a movie theater? I, 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 I got mine. Then. I believe uh, so. Go ahead, Alex. Okay. Uh, well, mine, I did have to confirm with my parents. I do have, like, a vague memory of this. It was Babe, Pig in the City, the second <laughs> Babe movie. My condolences. Which was in 1998, so I was, like, three? I went, when, when, when did it drop in 98? Let's see. Uh, no, yep, I, was, I just turned three, like, two weeks before. Uh... I vaguely remember only because, like, eventually, uh, you know, kids' attention span. I was just like, hey, I can't do this anymore. And then we left. (laughs) (laughs) But not too long after, I saw Phantom Menace, and I remember that, and I definitely stayed for all of that because that was sick. So, mine was at the Marcus Hastings Theater, which was a great theater. It's not anymore. Because they probably haven't updated since I went there. Phantom to see the adventures of Elmo in Grouchland. <laughs> that was, that was my Definitely first movie. The most you movie possible to see first. Yeah. Oh, my parents, I love Sesame Street. So my, so my, my mom knew what she was doing. She she knew what she was doing. She had like an off from work. We went at like 11 in the morning. We're like the only ones in the theater. Um, and I was like in like a blanket. Uh, I, I didn't have the best attention span either, but it was Sesame Street, so I was gonna watch the whole movie. <laughs> but I remember just being blown away by like the magic of it. Like I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what black magic got the movie to be that big on the screen. <laughs> my my three year old brain could not comprehend what was happening. But also around this time was Toy Story two that that was coming out. So I remember oh, I the theater too. just being decked out in Toy Story 2 shit everywhere. And I was like, what kind of magical place is this? And how come we don't come here more often? Oh, we, we, we did after that. Justin, how about yeah, you? Yeah, I started was, going a lot. 
Mine, what, was yours, what was yours, Justin? Mine was the 1998 uh, Pixar movie, A Bug's Life. Okay, that makes sense. So it's all kids' films, at least. Yeah. Well, I mean, better than going to see Army of the Dead as a four-year-old <laughs> or something. Yeah. You got to test the waters with a short kids' movie, you know, 80, yeah. 90 minutes, whatever. Because some, some kids even, because some three-year-olds can handle that, some three-year-olds can't. <laughs> Hey, I, yeah. I I worked in a movie theater. I, I I've seen people take like eight year olds into R rated movies. I'm like, yeah, okay. Oh, that's me. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> well, some R there's, there's, there's R rated movies and there's R rated movies. This was like a slasher yeah. film, I believe. That that man, I've seen I've seen kids in that. This wasn't R rated, but but I saw Batman v Superman in theaters and right next to me was like an eight-year-old oh my god that was such a fun time watching this child's innocence die over the course of that movie (laughs) no no not necessarily for that reason but but think of what happens in that movie think of the bathtub scene and superman dies and yes superman dies a bunch of people die batman murders like 80 dudes when this kid's probably used to the cartoon where Batman does, uh, doesn't kill. Yeah, and does Superman. Some, just, uh, smash somebody's head against a brick wall with a storage crate. I'm sure his mother like, was covering his eyes when... She let him go. This wasn't Kingsman. I told you guys about that, right? No. I saw Kingsman in, in a theater, and there was a small family in front of us. And, and literally, um, every time... There was anything sexual or violent on on the screen. Which remember, this this is Kingsman. Oh boy! Oh, <laughs> she would lean over and and cover the child's eyes. Oh jeez! Oh my gosh! And these people are right in front of us. They're doing this the entire movie, and it was so distracting. Yeah, why, they, they, why would you even bring him there? Be, be because yeah. they wanted to go as a family, but didn't want to pay for a babysitter. Yeah, my so. Uh, so- I made vague well, reference to it. Oh, were you gonna say? I was gonna. I was gonna say. Um, I was right in front of them, but but right in front of them was the, was a person that will probably appear in most of my movie theater stories. Uh, a friend of ours named Jerome. <laughs> most of movie, most of movie theater stories involve him in some capacity. Um, he literally he stared at them for like the whole movie and was about ready to like yell at them. The whole time, like, and it was like saying stuff the whole time, like mock, like mocking them behind their back because it was obnoxious. So yeah, so yeah, don't don't bring your kids into an R-rated movie for if you don't want them to watch. Well, I'm you sure the kid, money I'm, too. Yeah. I'm sure the, the money. I'm sure the kid yeah. was trying to fight through it and watch it too. So no, no, that was the weird thing. He his let it happen. Oh really? Yeah, the, the hell go up. Got so pissed. The hell go up, and he wouldn't move. It was weird. Yeah, my, my parents thing like when I was little was like because yeah, yeah, you also get kids now that will just like talk and be loud and nobody does anything. Mine was like if I was loud during the movie if I would talk during the movie, that was it. We go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wanted to watch the movie so I didn't say anything. Yeah, I hate uh, that. Want to talk about something that grinds my gears. I don't think I ever told you guys this. I did that once. What? Just a made a bunch of noise? No, it was during it was during Scooby Doo, the first one. Oh, 
I legit I forgot exactly what I what I said, but I, I just I was like six year old me just screamed out, "This isn't for kids!" <laughs> <laughs> In the middle of like a full movie theater. I was like, I was, I was like, this is not a kids movie. This isn't Scooby Doo. <laughs> That's probably funnier than any of the jokes in the movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> I entertained more people than that. But that was the only time I ever did that. You know, the, and since we're talking about theaters, this is something I really miss. Like, com- like having fun like that in a theater. But nowadays, with the assigned seating, people show up late, so you don't get to have that fun. Like when we went to go see it, and all of a sudden they're like, every, like the theater's full, and all of a sudden it's like you should go down to the thing and buy your ticket for this movie. And the guy's like, no, thank you. And the whole theater yeah. just burst out laughing. <laughs> I remember that. That was funny. Dude, it, our, our, the night we saw it has like some of my favorite movie theater stories ever for some reason. I mean, I hate that night because that was the night I got, I almost got DUI sober <laughs> after, after we saw the, the, the movie. But that was the one, again, another Jerome story. Because it was me, it was you, Justin, it was Jerome, because Alex didn't go because you're a wuss. No, I'm, pretty, um, I'm pretty sure I wasn't even in your group, in the group yet. Oh, yeah, you were, because it was, it, was, it was during professionals. It was during when, when we made the show. Well, I was probably together. dying inside. Well, no, I remember the text you sent me. I said, hey, want to go see it? And your response was, no, too spoopy. <laughs> oh, I pre- that was probably just my excuse to not go. That probably was. <laughs> even though you saw a movie later and you liked it, so so don't even come at me. But a- anyway, there's a jump. The first it has one of the greatest jump scares of any movie I've ever seen, uh, which is the one where Beverly's in the bathroom and the camera just just casually pans as she leaves the room and Pennywise is just right there. I mean, they showed and- the trailer and it still got us. Yeah, and I love that moment only because I remember we all like jumped. I remember looking at Jerome, who was like clutching his chest <laughs> and going, "Fuck you, movie, fuck you." Yeah, I, rem- I remember hearing him whispering something, and I looked over, and he's just holding his chest, like hyperventilating. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> he was about to die. Because <laughs> he because he got good good with this jump scare, oh god that was that was a, that was a fun time. Like you said, Jerome, if Jerome is the one you have to go to the theaters with because shit always happens with him. Like the time we went to go see Deadpool two, and he's the only one who got carded before we went to the movie. <laughs> no, that that was Deadpool one. Oh yeah, Deadpool, Deadpool one. Because 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 yeah, yeah, and, and Jerome I saw, I saw is like, with this, you, right? Yeah, well, because Jerome, Jerome has like. Jerome looks like he's forty, and he's about my age because he he has this big beard, yeah, flowing Viking mane. Um, and he got carded, and I didn't. No, Deadpool two. No, Deadpool two wasn't the one where they thought me and you were on a date, Alex. That was super. No, that was Super Troopers two. Super Troopers two was the one where they thought me and you you were on a date. Deadpool two. Yeah, they made me pay for both tickets. (laughs) 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 We're we're going like to get one. You're like um. Okay, but I, think I, I think I paid for a dead, dead Deadpool ticket though. I think that, that that was how I. Yeah, you had to get me back. But the final Jerome story, but, I'm sure I've mentioned this like five times, is when we saw SpongeBob. We saw SpongeBob two at Marcus Oshkosh, and we got in theater like 30 minutes before the movie started, and this theater is like 
kind of full up with kids, but it's still pretty empty because it's, you know, still 20 minutes out. And this is an era, I think, no, this was before Marcus Oshkosh had assigned seating. Um, so, 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 so still a wild, wild west. But we got in the, we got our seats. And Jerome, Jerome is probably the loudest person I've, I, I've ever met. Dude, dude, dude only has one, one volume and it's loud. And, and we're talking, we're laughing. And this eight-year-old girl, maybe even younger than that, she was really young. We're 20 minutes out from the movie starting, and this eight-year-old girl turns around, looks Jerome dead in the eye, and just goes, and turns back around. And you would have thought that that this little girl, like, swore at him. She is disrespected he, by honor. I must fight back. Basically, he basically, he, he, he didn't say a thing. He was like, oh, uh, uh, what? What? <laughs> Like it, it took him a little bit to 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 recover. I mean, I was laughing my ass off, but he was like, "The movie's not even starting yet." What? <laughs> like he hit a rate to get into the, to, 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 to this fight with this actual child <laughs> for shushing him, and, and and it doesn't help that I'm laughing, but but maybe we're just being too loud. I don't know. Um, I guess that was the one time I've been in theater where, where the kid was the reasonable one. <laughs> yeah, kids are typically not the most well-behaved or reasonable ones in there. Kids suck in theaters. It's why it's why I go to, to movies at the Alamo because they're basically if, I, if I'm going to a kids film, it's at the Alamo usually because they're forced to be good by the rules of the theater. Yeah. Is sometimes when you when you see a movie a kids movie with kids in the theater it could be fun but sometimes it's just you get the the one kid that's like I don't like the movie or just starts screaming or running up and down or, the aisle and you're like oh. or they laugh at the really bad jokes and you can't actually hear the movie yeah is every time a character says yeah I, sound I, I, funny. I try my best to uh, to avoid kid times at movies or I just go to movies that aren't kids movies. Yeah, what movies are you seeing that are kids' movies? Nothing. No, well, I mean, yeah, you know, now anything that's PG-13 is, like, kids' movie, you know? Like, true. kids will be in there. Or uh, you'll true. see like, somebody in there go, with their parents. Like the prime movie, this is, like, my prime weekend movie time, if you can do it. Go to a Sunday matinee. Oh. Like, yeah, it's that... only old people who don't say anything. No, <laughs> don't, don't. Old people are the bane of my existence. At no, movie I'm telling you, I, I, I tell you the the types of old people that are going to go to a Sunday matinee. I've 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 been those theaters. The old people are the worst part. Well, they, again, they it, it depends on what crowd you get. Because I always get the ones that never that basically don't get what's happening on screen and talk really loudly the entire time. It's yeah, because like, they can't hear. But they're not the Sunday matinee people. I'm telling this you. Is that, this is that Sunday matinees. Well, it's like... You I, don't want to do that. You don't want to do the Saturday matinee. That's where the kids are. No, that's the, the hell one. Saturday matinee. Friday night, yeah, unless, Saturday matinee. Unless you're watching those. Infinity War, which I did, and you get to watch children's childhood <laughs> die before their eyes, which enhanced that movie like 10 times. Because I literally watched like kids cry, and it was really <laughs> funny. <laughs> I say that's magical, but like we saw ki- we saw. Like, I don't feel so good, and like uh, the ten kids next to me are like, in tears. What just happened? <laughs> it's like, don't worry, he's coming back. Yeah, I know. He's that's under what contract. I'm like, oh, they're all coming back, and these kids are like. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna segue to a to an issue with theaters. 
by telling a story of of so me and Alex went to LA together for a school trip and on one of our days um, days off we went and saw two movies at the at some big LA theaters one of them was we saw Rogue One a Star Wars story at the El Capitan which is Disney's own theater on Hollywood and Highland is that where it was it's right across yeah, the street it's, not, from, it's somewhere in Hollywood Theater. Boulevard, I know that it's, it's somewhere in Hollywood it's right across the street from the Chinese theater, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, it's we, probably we, that and the Egyptian stuff. But but we went there, and we and we bought our tickets like two hours ahead of time, and it was, and it was self, uh, it was the pick your own seats. And what I remember from that moment is we picked our own seats, and I remember I I, I basically went, this is dumb, because I haven't really had a lot of time experience with that yet. So I went, this, this, this is stupid, and you looked at me and went, no, it's not. This is great. And I remember we proceeded to fight <laughs> on on Hollywood Boulevard about whether or not it was good to reserve seats ahead of time. Oh boy! So we are going to do this, huh? <laughs> um, You're—I swear—you're the only person who doesn't like having seats picked no, ahead of time. I've softened on it. I've softened. Okay. On it. But here's my issue with it. Why I don't like it. Justin alluded to it earlier. One of the big issues is is it allows people to be almost too lazy where now they show up when the movie's already started. I do not like that. I've had... I had... So I took my wife to see a favorite movie of all time for her anniversary. Hell's Movie Movie Castle. We saw it at the Invergrove Heights AMC. We got there early. early. Tickets are all pre-bought. We, we, we get there. This is a Fathom Events movie, which means there are no trailers, which means people were arriving to the movie when the movie is already 10 minutes in. And you would think when mm-hmm. you go to the movie and you're, and, you're, and you're late, you would go, oh, crap, and you quickly run to your seat, sit down, and that's it, right? Not these people. They pull out nope, their phones, they, they turn on the light, trying to find where their seat is. <laughs> yep, and, and they're casually talking. It's like the movie is not actually going on, but the movie is going on. Like, like, and this is a fat event screen, so I, so I've paid a premium. There's probably like a fifteen dollar ticket. Yeah. To, to 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 see this movie, it's our anniversary. I hate the movie, so I'm already kind of pissed. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but I can't hear it because these people are being morons. And the, and like and there's a guy with like with like the t-shirt with a t-shirt of the, of, of the castle on and this dude's talking like the movie's not not not, not even happening like you're a fan <laughs> why are you being a dick when you are a fan of the movie so there was that one and then there was the was there was a time I saw Dunkirk a sold out 70 millimeter IMAX screen on opening weekend and some dude showed up 15 minutes into into, into the movie this is IMAX and this is like a true IMAX. So like, yeah. so like you see when one person's walking in front of the screen, and it's a full yeah. theater, and this guy's like being really loud, like sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's part of why. So by, see, see to, the, like, to me, I don't think that's directly a problem with that because I had people. I'm not done yet. Lot, even before. I got my second big one. Like a, a, that's worst of this. Okay. Which is. That theater layouts and theater designs, the modern ones, are for preserving for reserving seats ahead of time. When you had theaters that had screens of 100 to 200 seats per per show, and there were multiple good seats, it was one thing. Now 
there's like maybe 50 usually I've, I've seen some with 40 or less seats per 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 showing half of them are like front two rows right in front of the movie eight people or even less than that get 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 seats before you and there's good seats left it's the this is another one that I'm going to say is not directly because of reserved seating because that's an entire theater policy change. But they've, cha- they've changed the not all of them, but like a lot of the big ones have changed to those fancier seats because they want people to get off the couch and go to the movie. <laughs> because you, you'll still get you'll still get reserved seating in theaters that are designed the old way with old seats, but you you can pick which one. And I get that. But I shouldn't have to go two months ahead of time to get a movie ticket. Maybe for something like Star Wars or like a 2001 type thing. But it's gotten so ridiculous. We have to have so much foresight to to go to what I used to like as being kind of a spontaneous hobby. Well, I'm bored. Let's go to a a movie. You you, you, you can't do that anymore. It doesn't shock me that some people don't want to leave the house. Because you don't I, have unless to it's plan. like one that just came out that weekend, you could usually be fine. Not in this area. Oh, in this area, because a lot of the theater, theater, theater layouts, you can. It's it's actually really hard sometimes. That's what I would do in Oshkosh. Yeah, when I was still back there, I would I would usually go and just get the ticket when I got there. We we did it sometimes, but I know Justin when we do we go to Oshkosh, we we really had to do that. I mean, heck, the one time me and you, Alex, that we saw Power Rangers, we had to go to a different showing. But see, that's the when you do like the opening weekend once, or the t- if it's like a five dollar day, then you're gonna have to go or do it early. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 I, and I get get doing it earlier. I'm okay by taking ahead ahead of time. I'm I'm more upset about like I said, my stance has softened since we had the fight in the middle of Hollywood's Boulevard. I've calmed down quite a bit because I do think it works for some things. It's just I. I think for theaters to want to survive, making it so you have to have that much foresight to go to some movies, I think makes some people, it's not worth the trouble. So you have to go online, find the right showing, pick the seats, then you have to get charged convenience fees for each ticket, which is a freaking scam. Um, because I think in some ways, the convenience fee is BS because it's the only way to get a ticket to some movies. <laughs> so what's the convenience fee? Um, so I, I think it's important. I think some people, again, I know I'm in the minority for not liking advanced tickets. I know I'm in the minority. And, and, I, and I do it. In some cases, I enjoy doing it because it means I get, I get, a, I get a seat. But, but in other times, it is, it is frustrating, I feel. But again, most, most of it, I think, is a theater layout issue. It's theater layouts and the advanced tickets not really working to, to, together super great um justin what's your thoughts on this who said are you on i feel like this is one of the one of the five issues we are not going to agree with i i I, i'm very torn like i agree with alex where it's like i i like it that i can pre or get a ticket and actually have a seat but i also i kind of miss just like Back in high school, when it's like your way buddy's like, okay, the movie starts at this time, we gotta get there now. It's kind of like you you lose the rush that you get for trying to get into a theater that used to be pe- packed, and you're like, 
oh, we got to find seats and, okay, we're not going to be able to sit by each other. Okay, let's split up into groups. Is it weird that I kind of miss waiting in line for a big movie? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I get some of the rush, but, like, the reason I don't miss it is because I've showed up, like, 40 minutes early to a movie, planned out my whole day around going to that movie, and and not getting in. What movie is that? I've never Avatar. had that issue. I had already seen it. I had hyped it up to my buddy. He's like, all right, let's do it in 3D. Got there 40 minutes early. Sold out. What, what, what and it sold it? out right in front of us. There were a few people ahead of us that got tickets, and then that was it. Everybody else, I had already waited in line, too, and then we had to go. What, 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 what movie was this? I, I said it was Avatar. Oh, you, you, you cut out. Oh, yeah. So, so I've had that happen. And then, like... Uh, Revenge of the Sith. I mean, we got there like three hours early, me and my family. So like, we were just sitting there for three hours. So was that the only time you ever first... hyped up Avatar? <laughs> no, I, I was really into it then because the whole theater experience, which I will still stand by, was amazing. Well, the Avatar theater experience was was amazing. I saw it in three D in theaters, and, and it blew me away. I, I preached that movie to everyone, like, see it and see it in three D. Yeah, and I saw like I my when I went, I was like garbage front right where seats possible and still loved it. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna get there even earlier this time, and we'll just get amazing seats. And not only did I not get amazing seats, I didn't even get in. See, but, but, but I just feel like Avatar was like a a different beast back then, like an exception not the real. Because I went, I got 40 minutes early to Avengers one opening weekend and was like first in line we got there way too early the next people didn't show up for like 20 minutes kind of we kind of felt like idiots <laughs> but then like compare that to now like that the maybe the next best comparable movie obviously the the one it's fighting for in box office Endgame. i learned like less than a week before i got my reserve ticket i got a great seat opening weekend it's like the first day or the second day and i went and then i had a great seat same here on that but 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 that's a little. I say that's a little different, only because Endgame was showing like every ten minutes on every screen at every theater. It was easy to get Endgame tickets, um, and and especially because you were smart, Alex, and you went to the AMC, but you didn't go for IMAX or Dolby. You just went. I think you just went for the, the normal uh, screen. Right? No, it was a bigger. It was a bigger one, but it's also. Like, but it wasn't IMAX or Dolby. It wasn't the, the ones everyone's theaters. fighting. <laughs> You, 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 everyone's gonna gonna fight for IMAX and Dolby. No one's gonna. I mean, people. Pe- oh, pe- those are those are already long sold out. Yeah, but but, that, but people were still getting tickets. Yeah, well, because they had to, because because that's a movie that you almost had to see opening weekend because the articles were gonna come out spoiling the right. the, the movie. Hell, half the reviews you know, were spoiling there was already the movie big. already. Yeah, but there was still there was still a really big r- rush for it, and it was it was much easier. Like you know, which time you can go to and get in mm-hmm. because you can you can look at it and find out. I mean, I, I know it's the future. I feel like some. Well, most of those loungers suck. Like, dude, the loungers. I don't get why there's a future. They're fucking terrible. I fucking hate them. Yeah, I just I literally just sat in like two weeks ago the first one that I actually liked. I'm like, oh wow, this is actually comfortable. Well, they make them. All, they make them so goddamn big. It's like you could, like, trim them down. And maybe throw in a couple more seats in here. Yeah, I don't need to recline and be like having my head all the way back and like basically taking a nap during this movie. Like, I can sit straight. Just like make it so that my back doesn't hurt like hell after. You know, like there's an in between. And you Which... have enough leg room. Yeah. I don't have to. I, I get that if you don't want me to watch movies on my couch anymore. Doesn't mean doesn't mean how you have to move my couch into the theater. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that and those things, like you were saying, Alex, like you don't need to fall asleep. It's like I've gone to the movies and people are sleeping and all of a sudden they start snoring. It's just like, ugh. Case in well, point, I went, with my, my, I went with a group of friends and I got, we went to go see Lion King. My buddy fell asleep and I had, he started snoring. I had to nudge him awake and all of a sudden, it was really funny because all of a sudden they were saying Kuna Matata and he woke up and all of a sudden just started singing along. I'm like, Good God! God, I mean, I mean, I, I've, I, I've seen that happen because, because they're just, they're just bizarre. They're way too big, and they fucked up theater layouts. Um, some of that, like a good example, is the Marcus Oshkosh, where those things are so big and bulky that the feet that those theaters are all messed up in the design. Like, like, like the best theater layout, in my opinion, are the ones that are built. Up. Yeah, yeah. Well, because of these dream loungers, most dream lounger theaters I've been into are all built down long, oh. and it's terrible because you go, oh, I'm I'm only in the third row. That's a great seat. Nope, third row is like a half mile back from from, from screen <laughs> because 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 we had to fit all these big ass recliners. Well, again, like now you can't even like when they had regular seats, the back row was not like a death sentence. Now it's just like. What what the hell? <laughs> like no, the front two rows are perfect. What the what the hell are we doing? So yeah, dream dream loungers. I mean, we could get comfy seats. Marcus Appleton, I think, is a, is a great example because that one had. I don't know if if that had reserved seats. I think it might have. I think for at least some of the showings, <clears throat> but 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 those didn't have dream loungers. But they had like the in between between the shit seats and dream loungers. Yeah, because we saw yeah. Death of Stalin in that theater. It was like it was like regular theater but like the seats were like a little bit bigger and you had a lot of more leg room and i was like see nah and this the, isn't bad the, the dome i remember the dome seats being nice r.i.p uh temporarily <laughs> but uh yeah those seats i mean el capitan i remember had terrible seats but well, i didn't really care because it was amazing but like the, the, the dome theater. ones were and really just uh, our client in general had ones that were a nice in between yeah, yeah the dome was another one that was the other thing that mean I mean, you you went to on the excursion for La La Land, um, which was that was that theater is amazing. It's one of the yeah. greatest. Someone needs to to buy that. Greg Marcus, oh, looking at you, <laughs> calling you out. Papa Greg. It's probably at this one. It's probably going to be AMC. It's going to be a, it's going to be AMC or Alamo. It's going to be one of the two. Yeah, because AMC is strapped with cash now. So, what I would love to see happen to that theater, and actually, AMC. Do you, do you think AMC is going to buy that entire theater and make it into a theater, or do you think that they're going to tear down all the non-dome stuff? No, I, th- I think they would buy the whole thing, because the clo- like, kind of like Alamo doesn't have a theater close to there. AMC has multiple in the Val, in the Val like uh, on the other side of the Hollywood Hills, but they don't have anything in the Hollywood area. So uh-huh. they could actually want that whole thing. So, so that's, that's, that's by far the nicest complex in the area. Yeah, because that's a nice theater. That like we it's like a hotel lobby. It's insane. Because I remember when we, 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 we walked in there, we're like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> yeah, where do I go? It was it's huge. I can remember this is. And I saw I, I saw Jojo Rabbit on one of the side screens, and that was a really nice uh, thing too. And that was like one of their smallest screens, so it's a nice. It was a nice complex. Yeah, it's a, it's a super nice theater. I mean, I hate AMC with a passion. I have never had a good experience at an AMC theater. No, that's not true. I had one. I saw Hateful Eight 70 millimeter, and it was actually a good time. 
But I, I mentioned the Howl's Moving Castle one. That sucked. And I saw Endgame on their IMAX screen, and some dude was trying to steal people's seats. He was walking to open seats, trying to get better seats. Or and then they're like, you're in my seat. Yeah, I, th- I think they've got... Uh, AMC has gotten better. I've been surprised because I was like the AMC hater, but like since they reopened, the one here anyway has been really good. Although there's also less people, so it's less of a zoo. Oh, but when like, the more people come, they'll, they'll, they'll normalize. That's also the bad con about uh, early seats and everything is you get these people that come in and like, you're in my seat. And it's like, no, I'm not. And then you have a big argument while the movie's going on. Maybe they'll ask the stockholders what they want now. I had a big, scary, buff guy um, at Batman Killing Joke say I was in the seat. <laughs> I was okay. terrified that. <laughs> and his seats are better than mine. Like, you're in my seat. My that is funny. Like, your seats are next to me. And, and, and it's better. Leave me alone. Or then you get the people that pick the whole open theater and they pick the seats right next to yours. And you're like... I know. It's like, well, I hate that so much. I, I was in uh, Mission behind. Don't do that. I was in Mission Impossible and I had like a whole row to myself. And then this elderly couple shows up like thirty minutes into the movie, and then they sit right next to me. I'm like, really? You you had the Jeez. whole row to choose, and you chose the seats right next to mine. And then I was like, they're trying to like cuddle, but through like the they didn't share a seat. They like one was sitting in like a bind seat with mine. And the other, I'm like, I'm like, what the hell? Like, just move over. No one's coming to the movie. You guys showed up 30 minutes late. And I'm like, whatever. I got up and moved over like three seats. I'm like, that was weird. Yeah, I tell you, old people suck. Yeah, you're in your your crusade against old people. No, old people. At- it's certain old people. Old people at the movies. Old people and teens piss me off because teens talk okay, and old, because because they both talk. Or you get the group of teens who are on their phone talking throughout the movie, and you're like... It's a phone set. Seriously. Like, all right, here comes my rant. Why would you pay, like, 15, 20 bucks for a movie ticket and sit on your phone? You can do that at home. Why? why? Like, what are you doing? Like, that's not as much of a problem. It's AMC really doesn't enforce it. Uh, but, like, that was definitely more of a problem... And like Oshkosh and stuff, but like when I went to see Uncut Gems, that was even at an arc light, and like half the theater was on their phones from the start. I'm like, what are you doing? I, I decided not to go to meet with some friends once because they wanted to buy seats in the back so they can on their phones and not bother anybody. Yeah, I tell them to. Then why go to the movies? I know. I, I was like, it's like you're, it's like you will bother me. I'd be like, okay, we'll go, we'll go, but I'm gonna sit two rows in front of you guys so I can watch the movie. Yeah. See. <laughs> the worst, the worst talking to me was when I've said that story multiple times, probably on this podcast, but I, I'll say it again because like this is this is this drove me insane. It's when me and my wife went saw Detective Pikachu, <laughs> and there and on the same rows as there were these two adults. These two, like, 20-some, maybe even 30-some-year-old adults that every time a Pokemon went on screen would have to name it. Like, oh, my God, it's Squirtle. Oh, my God, it's Bulbasaur. And they were wrong half the time, too. Oh, my gosh. Every time, and, and my wife, who's, like, the biggest Pokemon fan I know, and, and, and you guys know her, too. She was on this podcast, but you guys know her better than just the podcast. She's, she's like, the most non-confrontational person ever. Yep. Like, well, like super calm. Oh, she was losing it. Like, like she straight up said, 
hey, can you guys shut up? You're being distracting. <laughs> <laughs> and they kept going. Yeah, theaters need more rules about that. All these things we're talking about could be easily avoided if, like, theaters actually enforce rules and not all of them do, or, like, had rules. Mm-hmm. Like the album. It's like you're ruining everybody else's time, and, like, some of us actually paid money to watch a movie. The animal has tons of rules. They're not often enforced. I should have I should have read out this couple of next to me that was on their phone the whole time. And Alamo tables, Alamo theaters have like tables in between seats that have lights underneath them, and they're on their phones under the light, so the light was reflecting off the light from the table on onto me. And they, then, they and, should install like in buttons in the dream loungers, like yeah. like I see someone dark, on dark their buttons. Yeah, like they're on their phone. <laughs> you're supposed, what you're supposed to do is write a note on on your on your on your little thing and then put it up on your table and they come do it. They're going to know it's me. If I write a little note, put on their thing, someone reads it and then talks to them. Well, that's what I'm saying. You just install a NARC button in all the Dream Lounger seats. Uh, you just, I, I, it, I don't care. It lights up the theater. It doesn't tell you who did it. It's like, it's like, otherwise, it's like you have to go up and out to talk to a manager to get the person out. And by that time, you're missing part of the movie. It's just like you yeah, either not- stay and watch it and deal with the ignorant people or you get up and miss part of it just to get rid of them i just don't get it movies are expensive i know that's the worst part like i have problems enough like you know if you're gonna sit and watch a movie like watch a movie but like especially when you've paid money to see it like you yourself have paid money to see this movie just to not watch the movie i mean the only movies i really like i don't really care too much is like during comedies considering it's just a fun you're laughing your ass off kind of things but when it's like uh, you have to follow the plot to understand the movie, they're not. They're on their phone, yeah, and they whisper. The and then they whisper to their boyfriend or something. And they're like, "What's going on?" It's like if you watch the fucking movie, you yeah. know what's going <laughs> yeah, on. Watching, you would know. <laughs> the last thing that I saw in a the theater was Nomadland. I was so excited to go. I was so excited to watch it. And I get in there, and I remember why I hated going to the theater. At least not Alamo theaters. I saw us at the one door down the street. People were talking during the movie. They're, they're, they're commenting on the movie. When like, listen, you aren't Mystery Science Theater 3000. Nobody cares. At one point, there's the Christmas music in the movie, and they're humming along. I almost threw popcorn at them. I see, thought about it. See, the only time we ever see the only time we ever did that was when we were the only people in the theater. Yeah, which yeah. which which didn't happen a lot when we were in Oshkosh. It happened yep. like twice. Um, well, well, me and Justin went together a lot more than me went with you, Alex. Because me and Justin got bored a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, well, we can either sit here and drink, or we can just go watch this movie. Uh, let's go to the movie, then we'll get drunk. <laughs> I was at, I mean, tickets are in Oshkosh are so cheap. Well, that, I do miss that Tuesday and Thursday no, for us was basically they, five bucks. They were not when we left. They were not when we left. <laughs> Comparatively, to where I am now, they're cheap. <laughs> How much are they there? Because I know twenty wanted, bucks it, probably. Because at Oshkosh it was like thirteen. Yeah, it's like uh, it depends on, on you know. It also depends on what, what theater kind of you get. You're seeing obviously, but like at minimum fifteen, usually more. I mean the Dolby the Dolby one I I saw Top Gun in was twenty. At that point, I'm like I see why people just do stubs because that's a whole month of stubs and I could have seen also just seen this. <laughs> Like, like movie pass 
which I mean, yeah, the, cl- the classic ones are actually usually pretty reasonably priced. Like they're the seventy millimeter they're doing for two thousand one and Lawrence of Arabia. Those were only ten bucks a pop. I want to see a thirty millimeter last picture show screen. That's eight dollars. Oh my gosh, you have to do it. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can time it out. There, there is literally one screen I, I could make on a Tuesday night, and it's the last one that, that they're doing. And I can only make it if the wife can come with me. That that That's my, my advice in general to people also. Like, if there's a classic screen and you're like, yeah, I don't know if I should do it. Like, it's so worth it. Because, um, like... This is also in downtown Minneapolis at night. Oh. <laughs> At night. So, but, uh, yeah, but there's probably parking, right? Yeah, ho- hopefully. Yeah, right yeah. next to the burning car. Like, like figuring out parking is the the main problem here. Like street parking, if you have to. The MC Burbank, that's where everybody goes to. They have parking. <laughs> but that's like my advice is like see classics when you can, because like I mean it's great to watch them at home and stuff. But like when you get to see them in the theater, like it's a completely different experience. We did that a lot at the Alamo. We, we saw Brazil, um, paradise, Hotep. We, we couldn't go too lot Cause like the big ones, like 2001 and alien were all on weekends when I have to get up and they for work. work. <laughs> and it's like crazy, but they're in the big screens and Alamo's yeah. big screens are actually good where, where you could actually get good seats. Even even when stuff is starting to sell out. But yeah, because I mean, you know, that feeling you get when you see a movie and it's like an instant classic. Like you're basically you're guaranteed that feeling when it's our classic. <laughs> like it's great. But I also encourage people to go to like event shows. What I mean by that is some of the most fun time I've ever had at a movie is seeing Rocky Horror Picture Show with all of the prop stuff. When it when it, when it, Everyone dances along and throws toast at the screen, and and shoots squirt guns and has has noisemakers. It is so much fun. I can't recommend it to everyone uh, because if you know Rocky Horror Horror Picture Show, you were you 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 were in for a very graphic sexual time. <laughs> um, but they're doing it for a bunch of movies now. I saw one like that at the Alamo for Blazing Saddles, where where everyone had. Cap guns and whoopee cushions and sheriff badges, and and you were supposed to quote along with the movie, but no one really did that. I think for very obvious reasons. <laughs> they didn't know the movie. Oh no! Oh right, 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 right yeah. There's other plus, plus, plus your soul, Justin. No, that is not working. right, right, right. Yeah. There's some words you're not allowed to say. Yeah, um, which they did address before the movie. Basically said, please, please don't say, please don't say slurs during during the movie. Yeah, I forget about um, that sometimes. There's some. I I think the big problem though, which we've discovered with the pandemic, is that going forward with theaters is the fact that the at home experience has become so close to the theatrical experience, without having to deal with annoying other people and and bunch of money i mean hell movies are not cheap unless you like a cheap day like i don't necessarily that there's five dollar tuesdays but even then that's when everyone goes and that's like when you get all all of the people that don't really go to the movies and they come and they are on their phone and they talk and they mess around i hate i hate dollar dollar day i, I would much rather go to a matinee pay the three dollars more and have people and not, yeah, actually I mean, want to be there to pay, yeah i'll pay a premium 
to see it with people who want to see the movie and I'm not going to have distractions. I don't care how much, like I'll, I'll pay a lot to not deal with that stuff. And if you go see a classic, you will, you, 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 you probably get that experience. Right. If you, if you go to, to like a new movie, it's hit or miss. You, 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 you are rolling the dice. I think there's a decent chance that they could, you know, you're, you kind of see that with like, you know, they don't just have IMAX anymore. They also have Dolby Atmos. I think they're, they're going to keep transitioning to more premium experiences when you go. So you really get the biggest screen, the best sound, all that stuff. So it's people who want to be there or for like classics to see them on the bigger screen and then random movies, you know, people can side on the other screens or, you know, wherever else i mean there's still going to be you know mid-level movies and theaters but those are going to be the independent ones that people also really want to see i agree i think simultaneous releases with streaming will become more common not as common as they are now but i but i think i mean disney's model i think they're going to be doing going forward probably exclusively where it's in theaters yeah. but also on disney plus for three dollars surcharge which some families like I know a, lot, a lot of people i would never pay that much to 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 rent a movie at home if i'm paying that much i'd much rather go somewhere else and watch it but i mean yeah. if you think about it, like a family of five i mean spending 30 bucks is a lot cheaper than going to the movie theater because you got it pay, makes sense you got to pay the, the tickets the causes then... problems you're not causing other people problems yeah. yes yes it it makes sense from that perspective I mean, uh-huh. just start uh, put a ticket booth outside your house and just be like, okay, thanks to see this. Uh, I mean, there's the HBO Max thing, which we've talked about in depth already, but Warner is not going to be moving forward with that. Um, I mean, I could see him, I could see him doing it with movies they think will bomb in theaters, and then but save the big blockbusters for not on HBO Max or something. Yeah, Paramount's talked about having like movies come on Paramount Plus pretty soon after they they put they put in theaters. Um, but I do agree. I I think that we'll see theaters become more specialized. Where, where, where it's either that's where you see indie movies, or that's where you see the big blockbusters on the biggest screen possible. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, think- I, I like kind of already i mean you could see more places adopted there's definitely already like that model in la where like you have some chains or like small theater groups that it's like this one is basically for indie ones this one is for classics this one has everything like so like they'll have a couple of locations and that's how they'll do it however however i think the big question people are having is how are theaters going to recover from the pandemic um we're seeing now a spike, like a very sudden return to normal almost. A Quiet Place 2 did extremely well. It made as much as expected to make be- before the pandemic. Yeah, that's the crazy um, part. I guess we'll see if that holds. Well, you, al- just, you, you also like, got like a rem- pandemic surge. You also we'll got to remember they don't make their money off the movies, they make their money off of concessions. So basically, as long as people are going there and buying food, they'll be happy and be able to somewhat come back. Maybe if they made food cheaper, they'll actually. <laughs> well, yeah, with this, they might make it more expensive because they're like, okay, we had a bad year, so. And that's the problem. I think it was more like, I I think they'll be fine now that stuff's coming out and we're seeing like returns happening really fast because people want to see movies. I think it was 
we're through it because it was more about how do they survive when they can't show when they're not making money. But now, the you know they're open; they can make money again. And, I guess you know, the because the question I have is 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 this surge we're seeing like back to normal prices? Is that gonna is that going to stay or is just post pandemic? Everyone wants to get out of their house. That's the one. No, question. as long as uh, companies continue to put out movies, I think it should kind of basically get back to normal because. I think problem with Tenant was Tenant was the only thing that came out, and it's just like no other movies came out the next week. I mean, I kept going. To, I would have kept going to theaters, but no one released anything, and I saw Tenant, so why would I go see it again so soon? Yeah, so, and obviously, starting to come out. There's more event screenings. They're doing like that. They're they kind of got the the flow going and and have some actual income and didn't go bankrupt. The ones that didn't anyway. And also, you I mean you got the vaccine now? People are getting vaccinated, so people feel safer going outside now. So, and to yeah. theaters and stuff. I think obviously you'll see Disney and Warner movies not do as well this year, just because of simultaneous releases. Um, which which would be great for which which would be good for everyone else, but like, really, the big test is coming. And that's F9. It's going to make bank. Yeah, like how much will that make? A because, lot. <laughs> because the, the real question is, is will F9 have a $100 million opening? I, I think it definitely. I, I think mean, it will. The fact that Quiet Place just got f- as much as the first one did, it got in the 50s. Like, I think F9 can definitely hit 100, especially since, like, you know, the LA market's going to be 100% open by then. So well, that it's at like 50 now. F- <laughs> Uh, F9 is a lot more widespread than Quiet Places. It attracts yeah. more diverse audience. I think it will, and I think it needs to. I think if it doesn't, there's going to be a lot of questions about the future of theaters. But I think it will. I think it will. Yeah. No no problem. People are, are excited for it. Um, Universal is releasing it in theaters. I think they're also, I think it's going to come out on digital pretty quick. But people are going to see that in the, in the, in the theater. They're, they're going to want to. It's Fast and Furious. It's big dumb action. They're going to space. They're going to space. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, like the fact, the fact that Disney is doubling down on this thing has me thinking that they're going to be doing this forever. I mean, yeah. I mean, Black Black Widow is coming out in like what a week or two. It uh, is. I thought that wasn't coming out till July. Oh, I think it was back. Okay. Yeah, July 9th, which I guess, I, I mean, that is, like, not that far It's a month. Yeah. Coming out a month, and Disney still wants to put it on Plus 2. I mean, that's insane. Corella, I understand, because no one wants to watch that. But but yeah, that, Black that, Widow... That didn't do very well, did it? Well, no, but the question is, is, is it because no one wanted to see it, or because of Disney Plus? And Disney's not going to release defi- those numbers. They're definitely framing it hard as because it, it was on plus as well and the truth is we'll probably never know mm-hmm, exactly. probably truth is probably somewhere in the middle yeah probably um it, because people are going to see it on disney plus but are those people would we push on disney plus if it did see on disney plus would they have seen it in a theater so so is the money equatable i mean there's there's tons of questions with that that we'll never get answers to um it, even though it'd be nice to actually know what those answers are. Yeah, I, th- I think the truth is that it 
didn't perform. I mean, just my, my opinion, perform as expected because, like, we saw with Godzilla versus Kong, that that's still a lot of money despite being on max with no surcharge. Yeah, and supposedly the tracking numbers show it being significantly behind Mulan in terms of of um, purchase. Uh, in terms of purchases, yeah, that movie would have made money for sure. But also. They're not releasing the next Pixar movie in theaters either. Lucas comes to Disney Plus with no surcharge. Which, again, do, do they not like money? <laughs> well, we know Disney. <laughs> I mean, that's the, movie, that's the movie people would want to see in a theater. It's a kid's film. It's a family film. Family families want to get out I, back into the world. Either that or they don't I, think I it's think good. Studios, yeah, I think studios are making that choice where, like, if they don't think the movie would make as much as they would want, they're doing something like that because... That's how they're, you know, we were wondering, like, how are they going to handle the backlog? Are they just going to keep infinitely pushing things? But now it's like they have stuff in the pipeline and they have stuff that's done. So the stuff that's done has to come out now. Mm-hmm. So it's either going to come out in theaters or in stream, but like they got to get those out because they've, they're spending money on other things that, that they can't keep pushing. Yeah, it's, it got to a pretty serious, I don't think theaters could have held out for much longer. Because I think I think we were, I mean, it was over a year. We were kind of reaching that that, that dire point where where yeah. they were start, starting to get back. I mean, Alamo declared bankruptcy, which they've emerged from um, successfully. And I mean, un- unironically, AMC got helped out by the fact that everybody got their stock. <laughs> <laughs> AMC to the moon. Which is which is scary For because you know AMC is going to expand. It, it, it's like this is not having the the effect you wanted to. People, you're helping the bad guy. Hey! As long as they get money I in the process, money. they didn't yeah, care. I, hey, they they announced special stockholder benefits. I can walk in like a VIP. They roll out the red up, carpet, idiot. give you yeah. a fresh martini. You get free popcorn. Ooh! You, you can just, you, you can just pick off is the, is the free popcorn just whatever is left over on the floor from the people. <laughs> and MTV theaters are just—they're so dirty. I know, and that's why that's the one thing. Like, I really hope they found new like cleaning procedures so that when it's fully open, it won't happen. But like right now, it looks so nice, at least at the Burbank one. And I'm like, please don't become where there's paper towels like in the hall everywhere again. <laughs> like Endgame was like a zoo. I felt like I was in like a goat pen. <laughs> well, that, it's also for Endgame on opening day. You basically, yeah. you basically like that all the time. Like animals, as most you probably were. But yeah, it was, it was bad all the time. It was like, wow, this is gross. I want to segue in a different direction. Justin, you worked at a movie theater, you mentioned, correct? Yes. For about you have stories <laughs> about working at a theater that are worth sharing? Uh, not really. I, I'm trying to think if there was anything good, but I was only there for about three months or so. I mean, the cast of characters you meet who are buying tickets or whatever for certain movies, and you're asking, like, oh, what are you seeing? And you're like, oh, this. It's like, oh, I'd give a comment or here, too. Um, Oh, you were that dude. Well, only if they were very talkative. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with being that dude, you know. No, but but it might just be just me, but I hate going to a movie theater and the employees try to, like, discuss the movie with me. No, I didn't I do mind. that. I, I would be like, oh, I thought it was very good, well acted and everything, and be like, enjoy. That was basically what I did. Okay. Um, this movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. Well, because I, I worked there 
in Jim, dumbass. Two, 2014. So I, there was a lot of good movies to see that, that year. Was, that was a good year. No, 2015. I take that back. Because it was the year Still Mad Max year. came out. Oh, uh, yeah. Because that was like leaving theaters as I came in. I'm trying to think. Is there anything that... No, I can't really think of anything that happened. Other than you... This one girl's like, oh, what's the Wi-Fi password? It's like, we don't give that out. I'm like, why? Because then you'll be on your phone in the movie, which you're not supposed to be doing. <laughs> oh. Did she get it? Did she understand why? Or is she like, <laughs> like, like. She's like, oh, okay, and walked away. I was like, I don't think she understood. Uh, she is going to be on her phone. Go <laughs> yeah. talk to the usher be like, her, watch her. Watch. <laughs> Okay, I guess I'll segue to since that was kind of like kind of, kind of a bust. I'll go to a different. Sorry. For a question, um, if you had to pick, gun to your head, your 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 favorite experience at a movie theater, what is it? Kyle, let's say, can I can I say a couple and then say which is my favorite, or are you? Am I just allowed to say the one that's my favorite? Just there say, a couple standouts. Say what you want. Okay. Good, because uh, there was the one you were at. I already talked about the El Capitan Rogue One. That was one of the best. It was amazing. Uh, <laughs> five stormtroopers. I know, and the, like, the alarms were blaring. Like I've never seen so many speakers too. Like, <laughs> yeah. That uh, was, I just remember that the, that the staff were looking at us like weirdos because we kept walking around the theater, entering different doors, looking at all the different angles and stuff. Because <laughs> the one like, can you help go into your seats? No, we went to look at. Uh, there was I, I saw uh, Inception in like an IMAX IMAX theater like that was owned by them. But the best one I did make reference to it. It's always this one, even though I had shit seats. But Avatar in 3D is definitely my number one. Like I just don't think any anything beats that, you know. And it, it led to the stupid 3D cheap 3D craze, all that stuff. But like that movie did it so because James Cameron. As a lunatic, so that's my always going to be my number one. That was insane. Justin, how about you? Um, probably just going to theater to watch Force Awakens and just like the the atmosphere was like you couldn't believe like Star Wars is back, baby. Let's see how it's going. And then yep, unfortunately, cool. that was the end of the hype. <laughs> <laughs> um, I what, saw one time I did have a lot of fun. Um, when I went to go see uh, 22 Jump Street, because I finished my first year of college when that came out, and there was one joke where the drug they're looking for is called Wi-Fi, and the chain tape's like, I hear you can get Wi-Fi on campus 24-7. I just burst out laughing before anyone kind of realized what was going on. So everyone's kind of looking at me like, why the hell are you laughing? And then all of a sudden, Jonah Hill's just like, you mean, you think they mean Wi-Fi the drug or Wi-Fi the internet? <laughs> and then everyone realized why I was laughing my ass off. Oh, so you were the weirdo in the theater for a second. Yeah, I was. <laughs> but then everyone realized why I was laughing, and then they're like, oh, it was pretty funny. I I, I have to agree, Alex, on two fronts. I loved Rogue One Fail Capitan. That was amazing. I, I remember there being a sign that basically said, don't look directly at the projector because it might oh, yeah, the damage lasers. your eyes. It's got lasers, <laughs> freaking laser beams. That was that was. Well, we had they had prop. We we had we, we took a picture with stormtroopers. It was it was bizarre. It was a bizarre experience. I think a guy we were with got like a Mickey Mouse pretzel. It was it, it was it was a weird movie. Movie much experience. 
Um, I also loved Avatar in 3D. That was pretty amazing. Um, I also saw 2001 on IMAX, which was incredible. I hate you. That was, that was, that was, that was, it was an empty theater, which was, which was very weird. But that movie scared the shit out of me watching an empty theater. <laughs> it, 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 it was eerie. It, when it you was get that, <laughs> um, because they did the overture, which has like the spooky noises. Yeah, and it was that in IMAX speakers. And that was weird. But number one, number one had to be Hateful Eight, the the, the road show of Hateful Eight, um, in seventy millimeter at AMC Southdale. That was amazing. Because it had the overture, it had the it had everyone got like, a brochure. It was seventy millimeters, so it looked amazing. It was it was a version of the movie that I think has been released since. It was like an extended version, but it meant extra no, footage. They, they put some of that into like a mini series type version, but they've never released like that. I don't think they've ever released that version on like a Blu-ray or something. No, no. So it, it was really special. It looked amazing. Um, I loved it. I wanted to see more stuff like that. But then, but but Hateful Eight didn't do great. At the box office, because Force Awakens consumed it, and and so we never yes. got to see anything more of that. Yeah, I'd love to see Roadshow stuff return. You know, we we got to bring Intermission back. If every movie is going to be two and a half hours, wow. listen, give me a pee break, okay? Give me like a little bit. Let me get up. Here, <laughs> like here, here's, here's a little tip for that. You go to the theater, you pee, go <laughs> go to your seat. Or as the as the trailers are playing, you go you pee again, then you walk out and then you go and then you wait like five minutes and you go back in pee one last time and you should be. Good. How <laughs> much water are you consuming? Do you have to pee that many well, times? Well, you try to like pee. You course. try to pee. You don't necessarily pee, but you try to get everything. Like you try to rinse, rinse out the rag, get everything out. <laughs> I did for Endgame. I didn't have to go. So I was like. That was good. Oh, yeah, I planned that out. Like, I shouldn't have to do this movies because you're going to have like half an hour of previews in your th- yeah, end game movie, which is over three hours and there's no intermission. Like, you had to literally plan out. There were articles about how to do it before end game. Like, that shows that we kind of need intermissions, right? Have you guys. <laughs> That's another have, rant. Have you guys ever downloaded the Run P app? No. I know, but see, I, I don't want to miss any of the movie. I did as a joke. I did it as a joke because it was funny. Cause it's funny as hell. I know someone who uses that religiously. I don't. I, I use it as a joke because it's funny as hell. But it's an app that tells you when to pee in a movie at the theater. I feel like we're yeah. also encouraging people to be on their phones during a movie. Right. That's funny. my one problem with it. And two, like, if it's a good movie, there shouldn't be a time where I can go pee because yeah. there shouldn't be any wasted time. <laughs> like, if it's that good, especially if it's two and a half hours, there shouldn't be a time. You know, if you're going to make it that long, you should have a reason. But, 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 but honestly, if theaters want to do better and get more people there, intermissions are a great idea. Yeah, I think people would like that. I mean, it doesn't have to be long, like five minutes tops. And obviously, they would have to hard enforce the fact that when it starts again, it starts again. Like, you can't have people for a time walking in 20 minutes late. Yeah. But, like, if they enforced it right, like, that would be great, I think. There has to be like a policy of of when you see the intermission sign, you have 10 minutes. And then, and then, and then have, 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 like, a light outside the screening that, like, flickers. And that's, like, your minute warning. <laughs> yeah, like, you better haul ass. Yeah, it's, like, your minute, 90 seconds, like, hey. But that's what they do in plays, right? In plays of intermissions, you all go in the yeah. lobby, and the lights start flickering. And that's when you know, okay. Everyone go back inside. Yeah, like, but play, plays are still able to do this fine. Like, the you know, 
I don't know why movies have just like stopped and that would feel weird to have back in because play, you know, plays still do it every time. I mean, it's no different than when you're watching a movie at your house and you're like, oh, I got to use the bathroom. Pause. Right. Yeah. So I think that's actually something people would like because people like being able to, to do that at their house. I know. And I know for like classic screenings, like they're doing one and Lawrence of Arabia, like they'll still have the intermissions in. So. Especially for Lawrence, you definitely need it. Yeah, when I saw 2001, I think that was was more for authenticity reasons than anything else. Yeah, because AMC Ten Commandments, they shortened it. I came back and it was in the middle of the next scene. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was like, then what's the point of saying the intermission is going to be there? (laughs) My only problem was be it make going to the movies even a longer experience because they have like 20 minutes of previews. But that is an issue. They need they need less trailers. Here's the thing, like my argument, like they they can give all the arguments they want for leaving those in. Fact, probably over ninety percent of the people have already seen that trailer because they have a phone, <laughs> <laughs> they have a computer, they see trailers online constantly. Like the fact that there's more trailers now that it's easier to watch trailers is ridiculous. Yeah, it should be like obs- it should be obscure tra- trailers of movies you wouldn't even think people would see right like, and, i remember seeing I, I remember seeing a trailer for like a where a foosball table comes to life it was an animated movie and i'm like <laughs> what the hell am i watching yeah it's not, it's what alamo does alamo will always put in like indie trailers in whatever movie is being shown yeah before before jojo i saw it was like the new terrence malick and then like some other independent one and then the movie started that was it it was like five minutes we don't need the six blockbuster movies that are coming out this summer we've already seen the trailers yeah, everybody has seen that Cruella trailer like 20 times on TV and online and stuff. I, why did I have to see it before Top Gun? And then they didn't even show the trailer for the second Top Gun movie. <laughs> Can we like, also lose I gotta watch Cruella and Fast 9 and stuff, but there's not one for the sequel to this movie I'm about to watch. Can we also ditch the Chevy com- commercials too? <laughs> yeah we get commercials too there's like a couple commercials and and then well, the trailer the, start whatever like pol- not politics stuff but like whatever like people design the sound and the theater setup then there's the commercials then there's like a hundred trailers then there's the policy trailer then the movie starts this is, takes over 20 minutes see this, we, is, we what, this is what they the gotta people. do they gotta cut the commercials trim down the trailers and then give us back the like opening montage of movies, and I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna say, we, 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 we didn't really get the the who is in the theater anymore. Like, there, there's no more Cinedime, a new paradigm in cinema. No, I know. Dolby one, it's just normal stuff. I, I, I've I've seen those. Like for the Dolby Atmos, they did like a Dolby Atmos thing. Should we? Should, is this when we do in do an ode to our dear friend, Greg Marcus? <laughs> I'm always ready for an ode to Greg the Marcus. Movies? The, the, the movie theater king. So, if you are not in the Midwest, uh, the the dominant theater chain in Wisconsin and Minnesota is Marcus Theaters. It is a family-run chain. The man, largest, third what? or fourth largest chain. Yeah. Yeah. In the, the U.S. They're, they're, they're huge, but I think they're most concentrated in the Midwest. Yeah, it's like almost all Midwest. But they're they're run by a man named Greg Marcus. Who opens every movie by doing an intro of him going, "Hi, I'm Greg Marcus," and then doing some like weird, really awkward, terrible probably skit. story about his father. 
my father used to take me fishing, and, and <laughs> so I bought he, he bought a movie chain. They're so <laughs> and, and they're so amazing because literally you can go to someone to about movies and you'll be like, yeah, what about Greg Marcus? And people will know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, and they like like I have coworkers that are like, yeah, I hate Greg, <laughs> and, and I, I loved I I love Greg. Greg, come to my wedding. Go come <laughs> on this podcast. Greg, this is an organization. <laughs> this is an organization to Greg Marcus. Come on this podcast. Talk about movies with us. Talk we about love movies. you. We love you. We want Because it was the thing, like, they did those, and at first everyone hated them. But then they kept getting more ridiculous. He's, like, playing a piano. He's doing all this stuff, and eventually you meme it, and then it becomes lovable, and now everybody loves Greg. I love the one where, he, where he's, like, being, like, a ticket counter. He just tearing tickets. And as we're like, huh, Star Trek. Hearts off a true story. Like, it, it is so cringy. It's so incredibly cringy, but I, I love it. I was laughing so hard. Let's be honest. If we were a theater chain, we do the same stuff. Oh, oh heck yeah. Ridiculous. Oh, my God. It's so much fun. But, but, but Greg, just know, on this podcast, the first question I'm going to ask you is, why did you get rid of the super cool intro videos? Yeah, the po- the old school policy trailer is is amazing. It's on YouTube. Look it up. Marcus policy trailer. I miss those. Yeah, they were. It was so. No, it's I so did the wrong one. I did the wrong one. No, no, everyone, no, 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 no. This is how does it go? Um, no, you did the right. You did the right song. No, 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 no. The right, the right, the right one is do 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 do. Oh no, you're right. All right. That's the right one. That's the right one. I did. I did the one that's that's good, but not 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 as good. Right. Yeah, you did the digital one. Yeah, the Marcus Digital Experience, which I think they got rid of. I don't. I don't think they brand it as the Marcus Marcus Digital Experience anymore. I don't think Did so. I have anything before? I haven't been to a Marcus in like... No, it's just Greg. It's just Greg, and then it's like a super lame one, where it's like a red screen, and the Marcus logo shows up, and it says, enjoy this show. Oh, yeah. oh this is love Greg. I boo it every time it comes on, because it, it just makes me sad. I do remember, though, I don't know if you did this, Alex, but I know me and Justin did, where every time we were in a, in a Marcus theater, every time Greg would come up on screen, we'd clap. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think by, I was gone by the time we really started to meme it that hard, but I would absolutely do that now. Oh, wait, no, we did. We did start doing it towards the end of when I was there. I am start. I, I do remember that now. I remember it once or twice. Because you look up and just like... <laughs> I remember a bunch of people just looked at us like, what the hell? I really wish... My, my, my biggest regret in college is that we never did the road trip down to Milwaukee and watch Greg uh, play piano at nightclub. I'm sure. <laughs> we love you, Greg. You know, you're right. Yeah, you're like out of time to do your Greg face mask thing. I know, I know. Oh yeah, because I was gonna do a Greg face mask where I was gonna make a mask and put Greg's face on it and go to the movies. But there's still time where you won't look like a. You gotta do it fast. <laughs> nah, that, that, that's true. Uh, like a year from now, everybody's gonna be like, a, "What are you doing?" It was just a stunt to basically get on their Twitter and try to meet Greg. Like, that's the only reason why I would do it, just so I could meet Greg Marcus. See, now you gotta do it, and then they'd be like, hey, you wanna come on our pod, my podcast? <laughs> Dude, I will invite him to my wedding. This is an open invitation. Come on the podcast, <laughs> come to my wedding, claim my bachelor party, like, come, come hang out with us, Greg. We'll talk movies. 
Alex will probably come down from California if it means he gets to meet Greg Marcus. <laughs> oh, I would. <laughs> come talk movies with us. Come talk theory theories with us. Come talk about your your dad with us. <laughs> Sorry. Don't don't take that as a mean way. Greg, we love you. Greg Chan. Please come hi Greg. Please come. Please come talk to us. But I I also I I just I just want to talk with him and just interview someone who's like works who like owns a theater chain. It's like I'm curious what how what they perceive of things that have currently happened and what, and what his opinion what, what their opinions are because theaters have been getting more and more luxury it's becoming more like a privileged thing it is to, to say but it kind of is I mean it's not cheap yeah because tickets are like if you go to a small town one it's it's at least 10 per, per ticket unless you're at matinee but that's why the, the passes are such a big deal like the AMC stuff, yeah. but 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 those tickets are just as high as like fifteen to twenty, depending on what you're going to see, mm-hmm. or what theater you're going to, or where your location is. And then food, if you're going with kids, they're going to demand popcorn. That's like as twenty much as bucks. I mean, ten bucks for a, for a popcorn, ten bucks for a drink. I'd occasionally spurge for a icy or something. Yeah, I'll get popcorn at the Alamo because it's fresh butter, but we'll usually get water because water is free. But I also think I also think it's weird when people smuggle stuff into theaters and are like proud of it. Ooh, you smuggled it, like a candy bar in. Oh, I'm not proud of it. I, I just I used to always smuggle in a water bottle. I don't I don't no, anymore. But no, no, I'm okay with that. I mean, I I I have people who I went to high school with that would smuggle in like cans of pop. Whole bags of chips. Like I don't care. Like, yeah. Oh, well. Um, I, I don't think I said this, but I mean, apparently my dad once smuggled in an entire pizza. Well, <laughs> I, my college roommate sophomore year said that he had a buddy who had diabetes, and so they smuggled shit in his dialysis bag. Like whole pizzas and stuff. No, you can buy pizzas at the movies. Can that be? Not, that's another thing we got to talk about. I know, I know we've been talking for a long time, but to all, I have a question to everyone that goes to like a non-Alamo, non-like restaurant theater and orders a whole meal, like what? like like a burger or a pizza or any of that. Why? <laughs> I only did yeah, one. I only did it one like, time when I was waiting for a movie, and I was like, "Oh, I might as well eat before I uh, go see the movie." Yeah, see, that makes sense to me. To bring it in and like be be clanking your your utensils and like eating an entire like knife and fork dinner at, in, in a movie yeah. seat. I saw that in nineteen seventeen. Like this guy, like a couple, they, I guess metal utensils because I heard the clanking all movie. And like he just chowed down a whole meal as the guy next to me also eats popcorn one kernel at a time, which I'm pretty sure makes you a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, I'd be like, how do you eat and focus on a movie at the same time? I've done the Alamo you know, when I, I, I feel- eat too. Because there are times where I'm like, yeah, I'm way too hungry. So- yeah. Order. And, and, and it's nice because Alamo's not I mean Alamo's expensive to get a full dinner there but it's also kind of meant for that because you have tables and sound is so loud that that kind of drowns out the eating noises 
But if you're at a normal theater and you're just eating a burger, that's just that's just weird to me. See, and that's the thing too. I feel like always movies have become too casual like that. Yeah. Where everyone's eating burgers, they're all like reclined, like like they're at like they're their couch. Yeah, they're at they're at they're at their couch. And because of that people I think have lost respect for where they're at. You're yeah, not there's at other house. people who want to watch a movie. Yeah, you're not at your house. You're not in your basement. You 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 you're in a public setting. I can't tell you how many times I go to. I went to a theater in Oshkosh. I think I think Justin, you and I have seen success a few times. People show up to the movie in their pajamas. Oh yeah. Oh hey, I saw when I worked at the movie theater. I saw that a lot. Like I saw a person. I saw a family come in. They were all wearing their pajamas. They had pillows and uh, blankets with them too. Where do you think you are? Like, what? What? Do, 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 do you remember? Was this like a late showing, or was this like at like four in the afternoon? I see that at four in the afternoon. I think it was like four in the afternoon kind of area. Either that, or it was like eleven in the morning. Or like I've seen with kids where like a late showing, but if your kid needs, needs to show up to a movie in pajamas because it's bedtime, why are they there? <laughs> I want to see the movie. Go to bed. That's the problem I have with the, with the kids and the adult movies. Is it's clearly because the parents either don't have the patience to wait until it comes out on video or don't want to get a babysitter. But you can't sacrifice everyone else's good time. Yeah, it has to be like a well-behaved kid. Like, yeah, I got taken to stuff all the time because they told me, like, you know, we won't take you if you're going to talk, so I just didn't talk. But I want to see the movie. I'm, I feel I feel like most seven year olds also don't go to see Terminator three in theaters. <laughs> no, you'd be surprised. Well, okay, yeah, but they're they're the ones who then yeah get their eyes covered the whole movie and are supposed <laughs> to be there and talk and make noise. Like I was jazz man. Like Terminator was my shit at that point. I don't know how I was allowed to watch it, but it was my shit. <laughs> I mean, it, it just it just frustrates me because I, I I remember the, the dad who brought his like five-year-old kids to go see 2001 and they were running oh around God. the theater like they're running around the theater the whole time they're playing because it's 2001 and they're children i would i would i would like punt them <laughs> that's not the movie you you you, you take small children to just trip them, at, trip them as Yo, they that run movie by freaks me out i'm an adult well, and it's and long it's also very it's slow, slow yeah it's long it's slow. It, it, it's not just because it's g dead doesn't mean it's for kids Right. Probably divorced dad who has who has his kids just one weekend a month and wants to see two thousand and one at the same time. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't. That was me. It was funny though. <laughs> I also there's also the, the trend now of like TV shows being shown in movie theaters of like special events. I like that. Yeah, that's interesting. They that, that, did that for Game of Thrones. I, I didn't end up going, but that would have been cool. Yeah, I thought. I say didn't they do that for Game of Thrones? Mm-hmm. I I wish I did it for Watchmen. I was a Watchmen. The, the oh, that would be cool. Theater, but they didn't they did it for Righteous Gemstones? But I but I couldn't go. They should, did they do it for Chernobyl? Because no. if not, they should have. No, they, they, they should have. Oh, I would do that for. I would sure. I would I would have paid like fifty bucks and watched all five episodes. On the yeah, I, I was in, in say, yeah, I would I would watch all of them in one day. Yeah, I guess that's kind of the problem <laughs> is you got to find the right TV show that would work in there. They did show El Camino, and I did watch, which kind of counts, and, and, and I did watch that. Yeah, at, at, at the Alamo, my wife, who had never seen a single episode of Breaking Bad, and had absolutely zero clue what was happening <laughs> the entire time, she hated it. Well, yeah, it's built entirely on like five seasons of a show. 
that she hadn't seen. But yeah, I love going to the theater. I went to the theater. I shocked Alex because I, th- I think you were almost irritated with how often I went to the movie theater for, for a time. I, I went at least once. Up until the pandemic happened, I went at least once a week. At least. Days were like in the middle of the week. What else am I supposed to do? Yeah, I think uh, before the pandemic, I was going like every two weeks. What, what else can I, can, I, can I do at 2 p.m. on a, on a Wednesday? By myself. I guess, I guess I'll go see Hellboy. <laughs> but also for me, the theater is therapeutic. I don't know if I ever told you guys this uh, before, but I have autism. And that's a joke. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and the theater is like a therapeutic spot for me. Because it's like sensory deprivation in, in a sense. Unless you see Tenant and the music blows your ears out. <laughs> but normally or speaking, uh, Annihilation. Or, or Annihilation oh, in the face makes you crap your pants. <laughs> Is that what we all went to? Did yeah. You all yeah. yeah. That, was, that was awesome. I mean, that bear scene alone was... Yeah. I remember... Another Jerome story. I, mean, I remember the, the, with the bear scene where he's in the theater and he turns and looks at me with the transmission and goes... Like, in the most genuine, scared voice I've ever heard. He's went, it can mimic human voices. <laughs> <laughs> in the theater. And I, and I, I, I laughed, but I was also terrified. <laughs> like, I was also really scared. So, so uh, yeah. Um, but I love theaters. I love nice theaters. I do think that if theaters want to stay relevant, they have to become nicer. They have to become, I think, more more experience based, like more bigger, more more something that you can't get from home. But that's just my opinion. I don't know what you you guys think on that. I I mean, I think that would be good. I feel like they'll be fine on their way. Honestly, like I think people really do want to go see movies. But what would help is if everything adopted Alamo type rules and banned oh, definitely, yeah, banned talking, texting, um, so phone stuff and. I wouldn't say all time, but I think past a certain time, there should be an age ban. Because nothing... Mm, no. I only say that because I, I do like the fact that Alamo does it because groups of teens together ruin movies. But I, th- I think if you're enforcing the other rules, then it's not going to matter. Because I know that Alamo has that rule where it's to be over 18 or with, or with an adult. Well, like, yeah, I just think that's super lame because like, when I was that age, I wouldn't do any of that and I would still want to go. So, yeah. Like, yeah. But I... But I, yeah, that's yeah. like some some high school shit. I think, like, I think the Alex is right. As long as you enforce the other rules, I don't think it'd be too much of a problem. But then you, then you, then you have to enforce those rules. That's the problem. Bad. Which I mean, because those rules are already in place in, mo- in most theaters. It's the age thing that it's really the only different one. But most theaters have those rules in place. They just don't enforce them. I mean, AMC, Marcus, they never enforce them. No, definitely not. And AMC is one of the one of the worst spots to see a movie because of that terrible chain because they don't enforce the rules, and and they're just messy. The theaters are nice, like AMC. Well, well, well I hate AMC IMAX. The theaters are typically like they have good screens. The layout of the normal theaters can sometimes be really goofy. I don't know if the one you saw, Alex, was like this, but when I saw House Moving Castle, it was like. Where it was built up in like a really like weird way, where like where like the difference between the different like levels was like super high. No, I think I once here in normal, but also like I mean the one I go to is like huge. <laughs> so like, it's one of their nicer locations when it's not overrun with people. Is there an AMC that's not huge though? 
Yeah, well, there there are a couple around here that are smaller just to handle the o- the overflow and stuff. Only only thirty but screens instead of fifty. Because <laughs> I haven't seen AMC that's had like, but even then, like maybe we need more features that only have like one or two screens. Yeah, there's another thing that's big around here that, that a lot of the ones that do the classic ones are like they have one big ass screen and that's it. There's there's a like there's the, a- the arrow is one screen, the Egyptian is one screen. Uh, you know, stuff like that. <clears throat> I have a hometown theater that is like that. That's like an old like vaudeville stage that became a movie theater. It's not the best theater to go see a movie at. Like if you actually care about the movie, don't 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 go see it at that theater because it's not very high quality experience. But 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 it's like four bucks per ticket any day. But with that, we we, we were talking for a long time, so I'll stop our rambling short. Let us know what you think. On YouTube and Facebook, add a comment, add a post. Um, we'd love to hear what you, what you think about our thoughts or what your thoughts are on theaters. And also, spread the word. If you know Greg Marcus personally, <laughs> let him know we want him on the podcast. Let's let's start a movement. Let's get Greg on the podcast. Hashtag Greg on Idiot Plot. Let's get that trending. <laughs> all three of you that listen to tweet, us. Tweet at all, his, all three of his Twitter accounts. <laughs> yeah, tweet at <laughs> Make sure you see this. Let's get him on this podcast. Greg, I will give you all the money in my pocket right now. It's not that much. It's like $8 and like 40 cents. But it is yours if you will come on our podcast and talk to us. I'll give you my AMC shares. (laughs) Actually, no, I won't. But (laughs) But yeah, thanks for listening to Idiot Plot. Uh, We'll be back again next time. I'm David Yanish. Um, on behalf of Alex over the long just tonight so thanks for listening to us talk about theaters we'll see you next week thanks for listening to Idiot Plot you can find us on Spotify Anchor FM Google Podcasts and YouTube be sure to subscribe and hit the bell to get a notification every time we drop a new episode also follow us on Facebook and Letterboxd the links are in the description